Welcome to the Women Living Well After 50 podcast. I'm Sulon Carrick and I'm passionate about inspiring, motivating, supporting and informing women over 50 to embrace this exciting time of life. Health and wellness in mind, body and spirit are the foundations for living well, but there is so much more to a life well lived. Each week through conversations with my guests, I'll be presenting topics that will help us all to live well and enjoy life. So join me as we discover new ways to become women living well after 50. Are you ready to start living? What are you waiting for? Let's get started. Welcome to the Women Living Well After 50 podcast. I'm Sulon Carrick and it's so lovely to have you join me again. Now, we've reached midlife and beyond and we're just not feeling good. We, we need to make some changes. We're not sure where to start. We want to reinvent ourselves because it's a new phase of life. Do you feel that way? Well, if you do, my guest today will help us all to come up with some ways to reinvent ourselves and start a new chapter of our life in midlife and beyond. My guest today is Deb Johnston, a professional speaker, transformational life business and career coach, a personal stylist, midlife transition mentor, NLP practitioner, EDISC profiler and a yoga teacher. Deb is the founder of Transformational Pathways Australia and also Women Reinventing Midlife. And she has a signature program, Her Rediscovery and Your Success Planner. Now, Deb is the creator and host of the Women Reinventing Midlife Summit series and has a global vision to build and connect communities for women in midlife and beyond to transition their life, feeling confident, visible, vibrant and free to be their true selves. And isn't that what we want? So let's go and join the conversation. Well, it's lovely to have you, Deb, join me today on the Women Living Well After 50 podcast. Thank you for inviting me. It's really nice to connect with you again, Sue. It is. We've spoken before and, um, you know, it's been quite some time, but uh, I have been watching you and, and what you've been doing. And I actually, before we start, have to say I love your new website, the, the new design. So, um it's Thank wonderful you. to see women living life the way they want to and to uh, achieve things that make them happy and make them fulfilled. So um, it's great to have you here and I'm excited about what we're going to chat about today. So we're talking about reinventing ourselves in midlife and beyond and I wondered if we could start with you just telling us a little bit about your story and perhaps any reinvention that you might have um, gone through yeah absolutely I share my story I love talking I love sharing my story <laughs> I've been through two I've done two reinventions um, my first one was when I was 49 um, I had um, I'd been a single mum for years and I um I had done numerous, I'd had numerous different roles throughout my working life um, because uh, being a single mum, I just wanted to do things that 
would give me in, the income I wanted, the hours I wanted so that I could be there for my kids as well. And so I, I did a lot in retail. And then as they got a bit older, I took on management roles. So I did a, a few different management roles in small business and, and in medical too. Um, before I reached the age of 49. But when I got to the age of 49, I had moved to a new area. So I'd spent the years of my kids' childhood raiding, raising them in this beautiful little beachside community that only had like a, um, a population of about 250 people. It was just north of Port Douglas, which is in far north Queensland. Mm -hmm. And as they grew up, they wanted more life I wanted more life so we moved down to Cairns and um, my eldest son had already gone off to university at this stage so it was just me and my youngest son we moved down to Cairns and I took on a job working in a medical cosmetic clinic as manager as practice manager there <clears throat> and I was really enjoying it. it was great working with the team but I felt like I needed to do something with more meaning and it was really tugging at me. Um, it was really tugging at me that I was coming across problems that I didn't feel like I had the tools for, if you know what I mean. Yes. And, and I'd, I'd always been, through my roles in management, I'd always been that person that people came to if they needed to talk about a problem. or um, So I'd already been doing it at some level. And so I... At that stage of the age of 49, I don't know why, the idea of life coach just popped into my mind. And, and I was decluttering my emails on, on New Year's Eve that year. And, and there was this flagged email from years before just sitting at the bottom of my inbox that I'd never deleted. I'd always kept it there just in case, but completely forgotten about it. And it was how to become a life coach. <laughs> well, meant to be meant to be and it started the journey so um so it went from there and before I knew it, I was enrolled in a two-year study program I started my coaching business um started coaching people around business really enjoyed what I was doing I worked with some amazing amazing business owners um and some amazing organizations as well I really enjoyed what I was doing and I think it was about it was about seven years in. I started to get um, that tug again, <laughs> and I ignored it. Right, I ignored it. But it was this little voice that said, "You should work more with midlife women." And no, 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 no. That's not real. That's not real. I'll just mm. keep doing what I've been doing because you know that's all. I'm already doing it, and it's easy for me to just keep doing it. Which, yes. is, which is one of the pitfalls in midlife. We think yes. it's easier to just keep doing this. Um, another thing I said to myself was, it's too late for me to start all over again. That was another thing I said to myself. And so I kept doing, kept doing what I was doing. And then my dad passed away. And that was, we just um, had the three-year anniversary of him passing away. And when he passed away, he was my last parent to pass. Mm. I hit rock bottom mm. and nothing lit me up anymore. I mean, nothing. It was, I felt black. I, I felt like I was in a really dark place and um, I lost confidence. I lost motivation. And 
after about six months of going through the grief process, there was that little voice again, what about this? <laughs> what about this? <laughs> and this time, because nothing else was lighting me up, I started to listen. So, um, and it was almost like a guiding light, um, almost like I felt like I'd been called to do it. And I started to listen and I took myself through a whole process, which is what I now help other midlife women live with. I took myself through a whole process to help me gain the clarity as to why this made sense, you know, why I was getting this voice. And um, I got the confirmation and I thought, well, the, I know from being a coach, the only way I'm going to know is if I do it. Mm. So I did it and I started building a community and of midlife women. And it is, as you know, it's gone from strength to strength with a series of summits, a group program, a membership, a YouTube channel. So, you know, it's really, really starting to move ahead. But it started with one step and it started also with me listening to that voice. And I think so many of us don't listen to the voice until something big happens in our life, do we? Mm, that's exactly right. And it's there or we've got the other sort of voice saying, who do you think you are? Why are you even thinking about trying that? And so then you get discouraged and you don't believe in yourself so um yes I know what you mean you get to a point and something major has to happen for you to actually start doing something for yourself in what you enjoy so I actually had a look at your YouTube TV and one of the episodes which um I found very interesting was midlife crisis or transition and I wonder if we can talk a little bit about that because I'm not sure really if midlife crisis does happen now as what it used to be known as, um, but I do know that we do go through changes. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on crisis or transition. Yeah, and, and my thoughts are, well, it is what, whatever way you see it. Yep. You know, if, if we see it as a crisis, we're going to experience it like that. If we see it as a transition, we're going to be looking for ways to transition our way through it. We're going to be uh, working on ourselves, exploring ourselves to help us with that transition. Um, the, the thing is, it's not the only what we call crisis points in coaching. It's not the only crisis point that happens in life there's mm. there's about five known ones I think I think the first one's about 18 so um, it's not the only one but when we get to say 50 it's generally around 50 isn't mm. it it's, it's, um, mm. sometimes it's a bit before um, where so many things come to an end so many things come to an end you know we our fertility ends or the fertility in the way of producing another human being our fertility comes to an end, um, um, our, our roles come to an end, you know, um, in the way we see them in the physical world. I spiritually don't believe that. Mm. But, but in a physical world, the way we see it, our roles come to an end. You know, parents pass away or, or roles change. Mm. You know, our role as a mother changes if we've got children. You know, they don't need as much nurturing anymore. Um, 
sometimes, especially over the last couple of years with the pandemic, jobs come to an end. Marriages come to an end quite often. Mm. Um, or the relationship as it was needs to come to an end in that space to be able to start on the next chapter in the relationship. Um, because if the kids have left home, if you've got them, the focus has been on the kids and then mm. suddenly mm. back on the relationship. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So, um, yeah, so, so much comes to an end. It's easy to see it as a crisis, really easy really really easy because your body's doing your body's going ballistic you don't know what's going on with your body (laughs) and and you get all these society stories about you know older women and not as many career prospects and all that sort of bs i call it yeah um that it's easy to see it as a crisis but in order to experience it differently we need to be prepared to see it differently Yes, yes. A lot comes back to, you know, our mindset and and the way we do view things. And uh, for me, I've been through most of those things that you um, uh, said before. So, yeah, lots of uh, crises that I've had to, um, and like many people, you know, we all go through different crises in our life. And I think... For me, it was getting to 57 and leaving work, leaving a career and early retirement, and then realising that I didn't have a plan. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And then I completely felt lost. I I just didn't know. I, I just didn't know who I was. And I think that's the other thing, you know, as you said, you're talking about the different um labels perhaps that we put on ourselves where we're a we're a child or we're a parent or we're a career person or a partner and we really talk about we are us who we are as an individual and I think when it gets to that 50 plus stage there the you know things are changing and um we have got more time and we we have got more uh time to focus on what we want and um, what we need as individuals rather than being someone's mum or partner or so forth. So, yeah, it, it's not an easy time, but I do feel encouraged because I, when I talk to people like you and other women like yourself and, and myself, I think that, you know, we're putting it out there and, and other women are being inspired or being we're helping them to fulfill you know their their passions and what they want to do with life and just giving them that little bit of guiding hand which they might need um, to discover who they are so it is it is exciting to be at this time of life it is it is it is very very exciting and and I love what you're saying you know those roles that we pay we quite often have a really strong identification with them and so when the role does change, we do feel lost. It's, it's kind of that space of, I don't even know who I am anymore. Mm. Um, yeah, but it, it's, it, it's and, and in that, that's in some ways, that's a good thing because we kind of get this blank slate that we can start writing a story on our next chapter. But we, we first need to get in touch with who we are now without all those roles and labels. Mm. Um, So important. I'm reading a book at the moment by Eckhart Tolle called A New Earth. 
And, and he really talks really much deeper into this topic of how we too strongly identify with not just roles, but stories, yes. you know, stories and narratives. We, we, when, when we identify with them, we really limit ourselves. That's right. Yes, it's the limiting beliefs that, you know, some of these stories that um, we identify with go back to our childhood perhaps or, um, you know, and we've carried them with them all our lives and it's just it's not that easy to let go sometimes of our thought patterns and, and make changes to those. So you also mentioned, um, I'm not sure if it was in that YouTube episode or another one, about midlife unravelling. That's what you uh, termed it as. And so I'd like you to discuss that with us if you would. Yeah, yeah, it was that video, I think. That's that's Brene Brown. So Brene Brown calls it a midlife unraveling. And, and when I read that, I thought, oh, thank goodness, someone is describing it in an empowering way. Yes. Um, because it is a time of our life where, where everything that we have looked at about ourselves or about our life just starts to unravel. You know, all those changes happen. But in that, we can actually unravel who we are. And, and, and when we roll, it's kind of like peeling away all those um, layers of who we are to someone else, who we are to something else, peeling all that away and looking into the core of who we are. I mean, we can go really deeply into a spiritual level and, and that we're a spiritual being, but there's actually qualities and gifts that we've brought into this lifetime and 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 looking at what those things are you know there there's values that are really important to us in this lifetime and it's really honing in on what they are and 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 especially values I talk to a lot of women who go I know what my values are but when we actually do the work they don't have a lot of clarity no. And and it's and it's that clarity around values that gives us that really strong sense of who we are in this lifetime. You know what we stand for, what we believe in, what we're prepared to speak up about. Um, it also and that allows us actually to speak up as mm. well, getting mm. that really strong sense of self, and also helps us see where we might have been tripping ourselves up as well or maybe where we've got a few beliefs that need to change in order for us to be fulfilled, mm. Um, mm. you know, around our values. Yeah, I think it's important to, um, in everything you've been saying there, is that we need to make time for ourselves to do that mm. work, don't mm. we? Because it's mm. too easy to say, oh, it's all too hard or I know what my values are or, or what, whatever or, I, I, you know, it's easy just to procrastinate. But if you do take the time, you almost need to have like a mini retreat on your own yeah. where you just block out the world and you say, right, for the next however, um, you know, time frame, I'm actually going to stop and think about myself, where I am, where I've been, what I want, and, and really do that deep work which a lot of us don't make the time to do. Do you agree with that? I agree with that 100%. And even, um, even women that, that go through the, my program, even then, you know, I, I always check in with them, well, how much time did you spend on it? 
You know, how much space did you create for yourself? Did you, don't expect to do it in an hour. Don't expect to sit down with a journal and just write a few lines and think that's it because that's just the beginning of the process when you first sit down, isn't it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And when you think about it, it's taken us perhaps 50 years of being one way. You're not going to undo that 50 years in a couple of hours' work. So it it is an ongoing process. But I think you do have to make that initial commitment um, almost like a ceremony, really, where you say, right, this is my time. How am I going to move forward? And, you know, so, you know, you're all about reinventing ourselves. So I wondered if you could share just a couple of ideas for with us. I know we've talked a little bit about, you know, the transition and the unravelling, but someone who really wants to reinvent themselves, when you take a client through, for example, what do you... What do you start them with? I start them with um, getting clear on what makes them up as as the physical person now. So um, I take them through what their qualities are. And, And sometimes a really easy way to start gaining clarity on this is to actually write down the roles that you fulfill. You know, the things that you fulfill if you're a daughter, a mother, or a um, a partner or um, a role that you have in your career, sometimes it it takes going to that to start this process. So getting clear on the roles that you fulfil and then looking at what qualities you bring into those roles, you know, what skills you might bring into them, what strengths you bring into them. Um, it's a really good starting point because when we've when we're already fixed on the identification of roles, it's sometimes quite challenging to flip to the other side. So mm. it's like meeting midway of getting clear on what you actually bring to those roles that make them uniquely yours. Mm. You know, because mm. someone else could do the role and do it differently. Yeah, mm. I think you also have to be honest with yourself as well, and yeah. um, you it, it's you know, such a, an important exercise to do that um, you do have to be honest. And because a lot of people, women especially, don't want to promote what they're good at. They're pretty good at pulling themselves down, but we're not so great at lifting ourselves up and, and you know, acknowledging what we do well and feeling good about that rather than saying, oh, I won't say that because they might think I'm you know, I'm feeling myself. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's so, right. Yeah. So I'm thinking that's where the honesty bit comes in as well. You're looking at perhaps even the things that you aren't so good at and you accept that, but focusing on what you are, what your skills are in all areas yeah. of life and yeah. um, the honesty there. So that's that's the starting point. Um what else can we do for, you know, what could someone do today that's been struggling a little bit and they're really not sure what they want to do? Um, not sure what they want to do um, to, to really explore what their passions and interests are, not just now but maybe in the past as well. Hmm. Uh, and, and, and that's not to say that what you've been passionate about or interested in in the past is relevant to now. It may not be, but it may be. So it, it it's about really exploring. You might go back to childhood even, you hmm. know, because quite often in this exploration we're just picking up threads 
threads from all these different places so that we can start to weave um, weave a new creation. You know, that's what we're doing. So um, what you're passionate, what you were interested in as a kid, what kind of TV shows you watched or books that you read, what games you like to play, um, um, your passions as a teenager, you know how wild up we used to get as teenagers, you know, really thinking about what really riled you up when you were a teenager, you mm. know, what, mm. what really got you going. Um, I know for me it was um, um, when I watched The Power of One, I think there was a movie out yes. then when I was yes. a teenager, The Power of One, and when I read the book called The Drum. It really got me. I was so angry and fired up. <laughs> so it's really, and that's passion, you know. Yes, it's yes. Um, something you're passionate about. So doing that exploration and even thinking about what you might like to do now. And I think sometimes we get a bit scared of saying these things or writing them down because we think if we say them or write them what we have to do them we mm. don't mm. we don't have to do them <laughs> it's it's allowing yourself the space to brainstorm you know mm. start throwing things down on paper because even then you start to see patterns you know the kind of things that that you're interested in so um yeah just allowing ourselves time and space to brainstorm Yes, yes, mm. and um, oh, I was going to say something and it's it's gone now, but that's okay. Um, it is it is important to oh, that's right to write it down, and it, that's that's correct in the fact that you may write something down and then not even do it. That's okay. Yeah. It's getting thoughts yeah. down, but also putting them down. Like with any brainstorming exercise, no idea is wrong. Uh, but mm. we have this thing or fear where we think, oh, everyone's going to think I'm silly if I say that or I better not write that down because people, what are people going to say? So it's not only the fact that we have the fear of perhaps, oh, I've written it now, I've got to do it. Um, yeah. It's also I've written it down or I don't want to write it and put it out there because what will other people say? How are yeah. they going to judge me on that? So that's a big issue I think that we have, holding ourselves back for, because we fear what others will say or think. Yeah, yeah. But that, yeah, that is, yeah. Yeah, that is a big issue. I, I always remember what one of my coach trainers used to say to me years ago, 10 years ago. He used to say to me, dogs only bark at what they don't understand. And I thought that was, a, and I've remembered it to this day. It's mm. such a fabulous insight because it's true. If they don't understand it, they don't understand what you're doing or why you're doing it. And it's not important to them. Remember, we've all got different values. Yes. So they're going to, they're not going to encourage you. So if you think that the people around you are not going to encourage you, this is what I'd say to the ladies listening now, if you think that the people around you or certain people are not going to encourage you, then don't tell them a thing. <laughs> don't tell them. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, that's a that's a good idea as well, yeah. <laughs> because uh, you can be uh, thwarted before you even get started if you... You know, you, you obviously surround yourself with people who are going to be supportive of you, but you'll always have someone that's ready to 
put their two cents worth in and um, I, I would never have started the podcast if uh, I listened yeah. to people because, you know, people said to me, well, why do you want to do that? And uh, I thought, well, I want to try and yeah. and I, I pushed through that bit and it didn't mean that I felt comfortable with it all I felt quite nervous and what if no one wants to listen and what if what they're saying is true but I pushed through that and I love doing it I'm getting to meet women like yourself and and I learned so much from the guests that it's it's been one of the highlights of my the last few years you know for me personally because uh, I was able to break through that fear and achieve something and uh, I think that's so important for many women is the fear trying to overcome that yeah yeah it is yeah I, I, and I'm the same you know and I started the YouTube channel and it was kind of well I don't know whether this is going to work you know and it's really getting clear on why you want to do it as mm. well it's mm. um I know for me, it, it, it's an addition to what I'm already doing is getting these insights yes. in there and helping inspire other women. But I'm also doing it because I enjoy it. Yes. The same as you do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And the other thing is, it doesn't always mean that whatever you try, you're going to be successful with. But that Ooh. shouldn't stop you doing it. If you really want to give something a try, and then if it doesn't work, not beating yourself up about it, but saying, well, okay, I gave it a shot. That didn't work. And what did I learn from that? So that you can then, you know, because our paths are never set in stone. You can always mm. come up and turn and take another path. It's, you know, you, you can always change. You don't have to be set in whatever you've put down for yourself. So I think that's important to remember as well. Yeah, really important. Yeah. yeah. So reinvention, I get some women that say, oh, I don't really want to change. I'm happy the way I am. And I think, well, good for you, you know, but I I just wonder sometimes, do you think, again, that's that fear? Uh, I mean, I do believe that some women are happy with the way they are and they've got it all worked out. And if they have, they could be making a lot of money out of the secret, I suppose. But um <laughs> You know, do you think it's fear again that perhaps stops, you know, makes women say that, oh, I'm happy, I don't need to do anything? Could be. Yeah, it could be. It could be because sometimes it feels easier. I know I did it. It feels easier to just keep doing what you're doing because it's comfortable. Um, and you're not, you know, there's there's a part of you that goes, oh, I'd love to do something else. But it, it's it's not strong enough as your desire to feel comfortable. And I think, I think that's where we can hold ourselves back. The thing is, if there's that little part of you that's saying, oh, I really love to do something else, it will keep going. It's not going to stop. No, no, that's, that's exactly right. And you keep pushing that thought away and you say, go away, go away. Yeah. But if you really stopped and it's a bit like um, I was talking to someone before about with the need to set boundaries and if you are someone that wants to please other people or, you know, you're doing things for other people all the time, Um you know, it's it's easy to um, just get caught up in that and just not listen to the voice inside. Like you might say someone wants you to do something and you don't really want to say no, but inside 
you're going, mm. I really don't want to do this. Yes, yeah, sure. Mm. Oh, mm. what time? Or you know what mm. I mean? What comes out of your mouth is not really what's in, in here. And uh, we have to be guided by our inner gut yeah. feel or whatever you'd like to call it. But yeah. you know in your mind if you really want to do something or not. And you've got, you know, we've got to learn to have the courage to distinguish and not say yes all the time if it doesn't serve you. I like it, yeah. Absolutely, you do have to have the courage. And one of the ways um, with, with my business clients, I used to teach this to them of, you know that saying yes when you're really saying no, mm. um, it shows, it's in your energy. And even though the other person might not be sure what feels wrong, but something doesn't feel quite right when the person is doing it through obligation. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's um, so one of the great ways to look at this is actually you're not doing them a good deed when you're doing something through obligation. So it's kind of if we say yes when we really want to say no, we're not doing them a good deed because they can feel it. It doesn't feel good. And number two is quite often we're taking away that opportunity of stretching themselves. Yes. Yeah. 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 And and I know I do it myself. Um, I'm getting much better at it now, but uh, and I'll pull myself up because I'll say yes, and then I'll think, oh, why did I do, do that? Because now I'm I'm going to feel I'm not going to be happy about doing it, but I'll do it. And as you say, that sometimes, as much as you try to hide that feeling, that can be picked up on by other yeah. people when you're doing it. So, um, so that's a good point. Now, I want to talk to you about um, the summits that you have because I was yeah. uh, very privileged to be asked to be on one of your summits uh, I think it might have been last year or we've lost a year with COVID so I never really know how long it is but and um, that was a wonderful experience for me and uh, so I know you've got another one coming up in July so I'd really yeah. like to chat to you about that so that the listeners can understand what what it's all about and um, and we can you know hopefully they can uh, you know, put the, I'll put the links in the show notes and that sort of thing so they can perhaps attend. So your Women Reinventing Midlife Summits, why, first of all, did you decide to do those? Well, I t when I had got confirmation for myself that this is the path that I need to be walking, um, I mean, I, it's, it's really a, brand, a different branch because I still do business coaching as well but I do have this branch that I'm walking and um and when I got the confirmation the first step I did I, I built a Facebook community that was number one that was the first thing I did I thought okay let's build a community and see what happens and so I built it and the feedback was phenomenal and you know the comics I was getting from women of how much it was needed and so I thought okay I'd already built summits in the past for business and I thought, okay, I think we need a summit. I think we need to develop a summit. So that's how it started. It started because of the feedback that I was getting from women I was connecting with. And this is why I'm always saying, give me feedback. You give yes. me feedback. I can develop so much more. Yeah. Mm, mm. Um, so, yeah, summit started in 2020 
And this is the sixth one. Wow. Mm, this is the yeah. sixth. And I say wow because, as I said, I've been part of one and um, I, can, I know how much work you have to do behind the scenes mm. to make them happen. So coming up to number six in not even two years probably uh, is um, a great, great effort so what can we expect from the summits that you have so this particular one is how to rediscover you find new direction and thrive in your next chapter so it's very similar to what we've been talking about so this one we have speakers from all over the world um, speaking on uh, uh, mindset we've got a lady talking about sex um, we've got a lady talking about relationships and dating, um, weight loss and nutrition, um, uh, mind-body-spirit connection and how stress affects menopause, um, finance, career, business, self-worth. Um, there's, there's heaps. <laughs> there's yes. heaps. I think, we, I think at the moment there are 13 13, maybe 14 speakers. Oh, wow. So wow, it's that's probably great. probably my biggest one. Yes, mm. yes. Yeah. And I love the, um, you know, the fact that we are, even with the podcast here, I've tried to bring different topics in that perhaps we don't feel comfortable talking about, but we need yeah. to put it out there. And the more we do, the more they comfortable we feel. So it's great that you've got that variety of topics there because, um you know, it's not just the one um, one dimensional. You know, it's yeah. it's really got lots of topics. So that's going to be in July. And um, what's the best way for people to uh, actually find out more about that? I will, as I said, put the notes uh, in the show notes. But if you wouldn't mind just mentioning it as well while we're chatting. Okay, so there, there is a landing page. So there's a, a landing page where you can register. It's free. Some My summits are always free. Um, and so I can give you that. I can give yes. you the link yes. to the landing page and they can get more information there. And um, once they register, they'll get all the emails that let them know when we're going live. You know, each day. Uh, a speaker interview is released, they get the email for that and they choose whether that's a topic they're interested in or not and whether they want to show up for it. And there's a little bit of time to watch recordings as well. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, I normally give them 48 hours to watch each recording. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a fantastic opportunity to be able to gain insights on some, like you said, some of the topics that women find it quite challenging to talk about mm. um, um yeah sex and money is are always big ones that women find difficult to talk about we've even got a woman speaking about vaginal dryness on this one which is really awesome which oh is a, that's great yes yeah, something that really affects women in this phase of life yeah mm. Mm. and that's helping you i suppose develop your creativity as well because mm. you're sourcing a different um, contributors and finding different topics for them to talk about. And so that I think is um, where you would gain your satisfaction as well from having it all come together and, and seeing the result of your hard work. 
Yeah, that's that's right. I love it. I love the creative part of it. I mean, I do have two beautiful women help me, you know. So I have one that helps me with all the technicals and another lovely lady that um, helps me welcome people into the group. And um, so I do, I do have help. Um, but it's really great to see the create the creative the creative creativity part of it of what I actually manifest what we manifest together because you've been part of one you know what it feels like it's Mm. like it's like a team effort like we really pull it all together yeah and I think we um I just feel that we inspire each other and the people listening are inspired and I I liked listening to all the other presenters on the summit that I was involved with and I was able to build connections with some of those women as well. So it's such a a good, um, you know, there's so many benefits from it and it's all in the one sort of place, isn't it, you know, so that's what I like as well. So so good luck with that and... um, And uh, I'm sure that, um, you know, there will be some great topics and and speakers on that. So we've covered a fair bit today and it's been lovely to uh, chat to you and um, to talk about reinventing ourselves in midlife and learning a little bit more about you. Um, And so before we go today, I want to ask you the question that I ask all of my guests, and that is, what does being a woman living well after 50 mean to you? Mm. Lots. <laughs> There's lots of parts to this for me. Uh, it's, it's, it's being healthy in mind, body and spirit. Um, it's being strong, fit, um, healthy. Um, it's being, it's having really great connections. So um, really wonderful connections with my family, my friends, my partner, um, and, and, and even business connections too, you know, connections with other women. And it is about, I thought about this, and, and it's funny, when I, when I thought about my answer to this, I thought, oh, there's absolutely no mention of having a big house or all that. That's, that's not part of it. It's, it's really about health. It's about connections. It's all related to my values. Mm. And, and it's about doing something every day that lights me up from the inside, whether yes. that's work or whether it's after retirement, there has to be something. I'm, you know, I don't think I'll ever, ever be satisfied with just sitting in an armchair. Um, and it's about living in my truth, you know, yeah. really always living in my truth and living authentically to who I am and what's important to me. Mm. Mm, that's a great answer and um, you're right I love the part about what lights you up every day because I realize that you know life's not always rainbows and unicorns is it but it's it's just finding that little joy each day and it it doesn't necessarily have to be much but you can um, find something that lights you up and like you well I'll be 65 in a couple of months actually about wow. six weeks, I'll be 65. <laughs> and um, and I really, yeah, I can't sit still. I can't stay still for long. I've got to be doing something that brings 
the joy and the light to my day and um, you know my husband's different to me but that's okay we we he supports me in what I do and I support him and and uh, we are individuals after all and um, I just love the fact that I can um, I'm healthy touch wood and active enough to be able to be doing things that I want to do and trying new things um, because you know health and wellness in all parts of our life is so important and that then lets you do all the other things that life has to offer so um, before we go today Deb is there anything else you'd like to any other tips you'd like to leave us with or any other thoughts before we finish today I think um, is that is to you know ignore those stories that limit you just ignore them you know whether they're coming out of magazines or your articles or a friend something a friend has said or just move past them because it's the stories that will either hold us back or lead us through an empowering transition and and just know that at this time of life and beyond you know and beyond 50s 60s 70s and beyond that we can be, do and have anything that we want. It's really a choice. Yes. And it's a choice of what we listen to. Um, it's a choice of the stories that we listen to, the stories we choose to believe, the people that we decide to surround ourselves with um, and, and what we decide to do and not to do, you know, whether we decide to take the step. And if you've got an idea, if they've got that little voice that's saying, I think you should do that, I think you should do that, I, I kind of feels like something that sits here, um, then just take a step and explore it. Mm. Yeah. I was going to say explore yeah. it and, and see what happens because you might be pleasantly surprised. So, yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining me today, Deb. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat to you as always. And um, I wish you well with the upcoming summit in July. And, um, and it's been great to talk about reinventing ourselves in midlife and beyond. Thank you. Thank you, Sue. Thank you for having me on, Sue. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Good. My pleasure. <laughs>